The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Genesis Scottish Open. Joining me to break it all down is Greg Ducharme. And Greg, I will say good morning to you because we were just chatting, and we believe this is the earliest recorded First Cut. Maybe not ever because we did some President's Cup ones very yeah, early, in Australia, yeah. but, but in the last couple of years. Yes, um, I mean, that was when the crew that you know now kind of first got together, those President's Cups Correct. in Australia. Yeah. So those were a little bit, you know, some odd times. This is really early because they moved everything up. So it was cool. A little coffee golf and uh, get to get a chance to talk about it here with you. Yeah, well, they did go off in threesomes uh, off split tees between a two-hour window. And spoiler alert, they're going to do the same thing on Sunday. We'll talk about that. A little bit later so everybody was basically out on the golf course at the same time and one of the big movers early in fact the biggest mover the round of the day goes to tommy fleetwood a seven under 63 it's been a little bit of a slow start for him this week greg 70 then 66 63 all of a sudden he's a couple of shots off the lead and a tie for third heading into the final round he got himself right there in the mix and you know, he he almost we were saying last night, Rick, this really wouldn't happen where you'd have that early morning advantage. But it it seemed like it kind of did exist a little bit. You know, Tommy talked about after his round how it was really calm morning for the most part. Uh, wind started to pick up a little bit afterwards. And he definitely he, he took advantage. And this was a really well-rounded round of golf for Tommy. He made two birdie, two two putt birdies on par fives. Um, he made a couple, about three birdies in that eight to 12 foot range where he's hitting high quality iron shots and making the putts. There were two occasions where he stuffed it inside of five feet uh, and he made a long and he made a long putt too. He made a 36 foot putt. So it was really, it, you know, the birdies kind of came from a number of different areas, which honestly, it speaks to the way that Tommy Fleetwood's been playing this year. It's been really well-rounded. Yeah, it certainly has runner up at the Canadian Open T5 at the US Open. He had another T5 at the Wells Fargo Championship. That was obviously an elevated event. So he's been playing really good golf. And I think it would be popular because let's see, uh, Kyle had 
Tommy Fleetwood as his one and done selection. So did the fans. He popped up on three of our outright betting cards. So this would be well received if Tommy could get it done. Yeah. And and it's, uh, you know, all that appear, all the appearances on the betting cards are well, very well earned from him. So, and, and, and this is why this kind of performance here that we saw today. So uh, what do you think about him in the wind? I, I think these kind of conditions suit him really well, Rick. Yeah, he kind of hits that little like controlled, sawed off little flighted shots that he's able yeah. to hit. And and I think that he possesses the short game to like like okay. So spoiler alert, the forecast for tomorrow is very, very windy. We'll we'll talk about it. Very windy. And you're gonna see a lot of missed fairways, you're gonna see a lot of missed greens. The ability to get up and down, like that is going to be a real skill on Sunday. And I think it sets up well for Tommy. Yeah. I, I think he can handle it as well. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Cause he's got to be one of the front runners right now. 63 was the round of the day. There was one 64 out there. That was from Eric Cole. I don't know if anybody has played more golf this year than Eric Cole. There was a stretch where I think he played 11 straight weeks and he was mixing in mini tour events along the way. But talk about guys, Greg, who are having great seasons. This one's kind of gone under the radar a little bit, but Eric Cole's been awesome. He has, and he's been really good in the two most important areas, right? His iron play has been phenomenal and his putting has been phenomenal. And today the putter really stole the show. Um, you know, he made a, a number of putts. I, I think it was three on my count, three really long putts outside of that 15 foot range for birdie took advantage of a couple of par fives um, you know, it was four putts. I mean, he made a 25 footer at 14, made a 28 footer at number four, a 17 footer at number five, uh, and a 14 footer at number six. I mean, this, this was like those streaks where you see all the birdies in a row that's coming with some really well hold putts. Uh, and, and it's, a, it's impressive stuff, but it's not new. You know, he's done that. He's done this quite a few times this year. So cool to see again. Yeah, right back in the mix again. So he is kind of jockeying for position as we get to the end of the season here. He started the week 41st in the FedEx Cup standings. If the tournament ended right now, he'd be in 36. So he's trying to give himself a, as deep of a run as possible. Uh, so 63 from Tommy, 64 from Eric Cole, and a handful of 65s out there. Let's go to Shane Lowry. I think a lot of people, uh, when you get to you know, the UK and you get on link style golf courses and you get maybe some windy conditions. Shane Lowry is always going to be someone to keep an eye out for. He's got a claret jug on the mantle at home. Well, it was out in 33 in, in 32. He did make two bogeys, Greg, but he made an Eagle on number 10. Shane Lowry will enter the final round. Three shots off the lead. You know, he played the par fives really well today. Uh, obviously, the eagle helps, but he plays them four under on the three par fives, which goes a long way. Because, you know, other than that, Rick, this was kind of a scrappy round out of Shane Lowry. You know, it wasn't a lot of the players there at the top of the leaderboard this week have played rounds of golf that make this golf course look really easy. Uh, they make the game in general look really easy. Hitting it in the fairway or just off and just, you know, how many birdie putts can you make? Uh, but but this round from Shane Lowry was quite different. It was it was a lot of lag putting. It was a lot of scrambling. He hit it in a couple of bunkers off the tee, uh, but was able to make a, a number of great saves, especially on that front nine, and all of a sudden makes an eagle 
uh, makes it another nice birdie at, at number 11 and he's just kind of off and running. So this round was a very nice round of 65, especially considering it could have been, it could have been a 70 very quickly. The other thing to consider here is, um, you know, Justin Thomas has provided a lot of cover for Shane Lowry this year. You know, we talk a lot about JT being at or around that top 70 number in the FedEx Cup standings. Lowry entered the week at 77th. If the tournament ended right now, he'd be in 61st. So, you know, JT's taken a lot of the a, a lot of the blame, a lot of the brunt of of our uh, you know, negativity, or at least just pointing out where he's at in the standings. Lowry's got work to do as well. He does. Um, you know, a big difference for me looking at the remaining schedule, Shane Lowry has obviously had success on Lynx golf. Justin Thomas really hasn't. So when you look at the remaining schedule, it's fair to assume Shane Lowry will, this is an opportunity. These two weeks are an opportunity for him to move up for Justin Thomas. You're hoping he can, but there's not not a whole lot of evidence through his career that he will. So that's why it's even more concerning, in my opinion. And for Shane Lowry, I expect him to move up over these next couple of weeks uh, and, and reach the playoffs. I do as well, because I think it's it's always a bit it would be jarring for guys of both JT's talent and Shane Lowry's talent to not make the playoffs. And we don't have a lot of evidence of that. But this is the first year of the top 70. So I'm like. Nervous. Yeah, it's gonna. Ha- I mean, some there's gonna be some really. There's there's only seventy spots. You know. Yeah, it's only seventy spots. There's more golfers than that. Um. All right, we'll get to some more notables. We'll talk about the guys at the top of the leaderboard, including Rory McIlroy, uh, the number one player in the world, and we'll talk about the betting odds heading into the final round. But first, we're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up 
to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Uh, looking a little bit further down the leaderboard, I'd like to provide an update on Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler back at it again. He was phenomenal from tee to green, but struggled with the putter. But no surprise, he's in contention for a victory. <laughs> there you go. I think we can move on, Greg, right? That, that, that pretty much covers it. Oh. Although, I will say, he made some putts today. Well, he made like two bombs on, Yes, was it 17 and 18? Um, 17 and 18, and it was three for the round. Yeah, it was 17 the 40-footer? 17 Maybe, 40 Yeah, footer. so he made, he made a 40-footer, he made like a 22-footer on 18, and he made a 25-footer as well. Yes. Um, so that is a nice bonus, because he, he missed three eight-footers. He had a three-putt as well. Yes. So it kind of he actually gained strokes today on the greens. He did. It's one of those weird ones where like he wished he made, you know, six of the 10 footers instead of three of the 20 footers or whatever. Right. right. It looked better on the scorecard. But yes, he technically gains it. So let's see. He made a 24 footer on eight, a 40 footer on 17, and a 22 footer on uh okay so he that's those three holes were 86 feet of putts he made what 111 111 so that means 111 minus 86 divided by 15 the average on the other 15 holes was a foot and a half right which is the that's why the drop still applies correct you know he gets three long ones to go Uh, the unfortunate thing is you make double at number two get kind of hung up in the bunker a little bit there um, off the tee. So that's disappointing because this could have been, this is what you, you hope for out of Scotty, right? You hit the ball great. And all of a sudden you, a couple p- long putts go and he, you know, he's shooting a really low score, but he, th- I don't know, Rick, he just find He just shoots 67 or 66 or 65. It's like he shoots 67 every time he plays. He is the real par is 67 guy. Yes. Not Bryson at Augusta. Um, guess where he is for the week in strokes game T to green. I imagine first or second. He's second. Okay. <laughs> Rory was up there. Rory's probably first, right? Is Rory first? I believe Rory is first. I think Rory's first as well. Um, yeah, it's it's nuts. Absolutely nuts. Yeah, Rory's first. The Opposite of what Scotty did, birdieing 17 and 18 is what happened to Terrell Hatton on Saturday. Right. Bogeyed 17, bogeyed 18, shoots a one over 71, 
not good enough when the scoring average was a stroke and a half under par. It was it was the easiest uh, scoring conditions of the week, or at least in terms of, of the scoring average. So to give up a, a two and a half shots to the field with two bogeys coming on your last two holes, you, you could see the steam coming out of Terrell Hatton's ears. Yeah, I mean, it was almost like he was talking in Rory's backstroke. Right? And Rory's tapping in, and he's talking to the heavens, uh, you know, wondering how he missed that. The frustration was high again, uh, which reminded me of what happened in round one. You know, he was very frustrated with some short misses, um, some missing of, of speed on the greens. You know, they didn't cut the greens today, and I don't think they're going to cut them again tomorrow. Correct. Um, so, as well. He, I mean, it looked to me like he got fooled a couple times with, with the slow greens, couldn't quite get the speed. 17, he three-putted. I mean, he had a great shot in there. It catches the ridge, goes down into that low bowl um, like so many others. I mean, it, that ball was probably, what, six, seven feet uh, left of the flag, and then it trickles all the way down 40 feet away. Yeah. Kind of like what you see at number six at Augusta National when the pin's up in the back right. Um, and then he kind of steamed the steamed his first putt through and and missed, and then three putted eighteen as well. Right? Wasn't eighteen a three putt? Eighteen was yeah. A, well, he three put he three puts yeah three puts seventeen three puts eighteen. Yeah, that's. I mean, he had forty feet on eighteen, and and on seventeen it was a similar. Yeah, forty. He had four. You know, just outside of forty feet on both of those, um, and three puts them both. And you're furious because look, this round was a little scrappy too. And he kind of hangs on and gets himself back in the mix with birdies at, uh, at 13 and 14. Uh, and then gives it all away. He's got to be fuming. Yeah, absolutely does. Uh, Benny on one under 69, 10 under that is three shots off the lead. He was our 18 hole leader. Greg, he went out and shot that. 61 he's followed it up with a 70 and a 69 he's hanging tough right i mean this is uh you know clearly he hasn't putted as well over the last two days he just absolutely bombs it he's one i mean he he moves it off the tee his approach play was good on saturday he's he's holding on despite uh two rounds of pretty poor putting he yes poor poor putting i mean lost 1.3 strokes putting today uh after losing two and a half yesterday um, but he is third in strokes gained T to green. And this is what Ben on does. This is T he's on team. No putt. The, the good news is the reason why he's up here in contention is because he, he, he did shoot nine under par in one single round. And, and that always goes in the bank, right? It's, it's one thing to look at Ben on after round one with a great putting performance and say, that's not going to continue. Um, but it doesn't have to continue to stay in contention. So all he's all he's got to do now, he's got to have a, good, a great putting day tomorrow and he'll have a real chance to win. I mean, he may have a chance without real, a great putting day, given the conditions. So I like the position he's in. He, he's He's got to make something to win. You know, I mean, he only made 37 feet of putts today. I make 37 feet of putts, Greg. That I mean, that's what? Two, two, feet. two feet a hole. Two feet a hole. That's, that's just, yeah, it's tapping in on every hole. Right. Every hole. And he had 34 putts. 34 putts. Yeah, not great. Two more, and then we get to talk about the weather because I'm excited to talk about the weather. Tom Kim will be in the final pairing. 
talked about this a little bit last night about the year that Tom Kim has had. Uh, fires a Saturday 67 in which he was pretty darn good throughout the bag. Driver let him down a little bit, but uh, a three under 67, the same score that Rory McElroy shoots. Uh, one off the pace heading into heading into the final round. I don't I don't like to say Tom Kim, who is like 15 years old or however old he is, like needs a win. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be a really cool get this guy back on track. Like he beats Tommy Fleetwood. He beats Rory McElroy. I think it would be cool. It would be cool. Now he's kind of out of the limelight, right? I mean, he like he last year, the lead up to President's Cup, he was the star of the show. Yeah. And and that's faded. Um, that's faded this year. And it's just because he hasn't really been in contention nearly as much. So, I mean, I guess you had the, where was the mud? Was the mud situation? Was that uh, a PGA? Oh, kill. Yeah. Yeah. It, right. You had that situation. That was um, the, the most talked about moment of Tom Kim's year was him falling into a muddy pond. Right. Yeah. And, and being completely covered. So hopefully this can, you know, surpass that. I, I thought he was really solid on the short putts today, which is going to be important tomorrow. Um, he didn't really hit it close all that often. And I don't know if you're going to have to tomorrow. right? I think the if, if you can replicate what he did today, where you kind of scramble a little when you, ha- you scramble a little bit when you have to, you hit it on the greens um, and you, and you lag putt really well and you make your, six footers. I, I think that's a recipe that could win tomorrow, given the conditions. So I, I like where Tom Kim's sitting. Um, it's You'd like to see the putting get a little better, but he, he didn't give himself a ton of really good chances that he should have made. No. No, I agree. I thought it was I thought it was a fine round. And I'll tell you what, a 67 tomorrow is like almost certainly going to win it based on what we're seeing. So right. uh, very, very, very well done, Tom Kim. One shot off of Rory McIlroy's lead. Rory was our 36 hole leader. He was, uh, he will be our 54 hole leader. It got a little shaky, Greg. I think on the second nine, you know, we were talking about this before we went hot. When Rory's swing gets a little out of sync, what you start to see is that left miss crop up more often. We were trying to remember, I think it was final round of Canada, right? He hit a bunch of wedges and stuff left and doesn't win there. He hit a lot of shots left here on Saturday. He did get bailed out on 14. That was a left miss. He Concord con, uh, tour helps him out. Ball rolls to whatever it was. He actually makes the birdie putt. So it ends up looking a lot better than it was, but it, it was not as tight as I think Rory's game as he would like, you know, um, that thing to on 14 Goes the other gets on the other side of a mound. I mean, I, I'm not sure the surrounds there, but he missed the green significantly, yeah. and it kicked all the way on to makeable rain. I mean, he must have missed that target by 40 yards. I, I agree. That was a that was yeah. Shotlink says he he stuffed it to 15 feet and made a birdie. That is not what happened. No. So you look at the scorecard now on the back nine. He makes a a birdie at 10, which by the way, he had three feet three and a half feet for eagle. Right. right, missed it. Missed it. So he makes birdie there. Um, you have if you have bogeys at 12, 14, 15, I mean, this round is really disappointing. 
at that point. You go shoot 37 on the back nine, uh, and and it's a it's a disappointing round. And that easily could have happened with the quality of shots. Now, you know, the breaks come and go in Lynx golf. And so, you know, good on Rory for taking advantage of that on 14, because now he's still the leader and he's still in a really good position. But um, there's definitely some kinks he's got to work out heading into tomorrow. Um, cause again, the conditions are going to be tough. I, I, there's going to be a fight out there. I don't think you want the fight to be with your golf swing. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. Let's all right. Let's, so let's loop this conversation into a couple things. So we'll talk about, we can talk about the odds board, Josh, in a second, but let's talk about tomorrow. If you, if you want to share my screen, Josh, I've got, I've got the wind finder up here. So boy, here's what we're looking at for Sunday. Um, basically sustained winds throughout the day of 20 miles an hour to 30 miles an hour with gusts from 30 upwards. The official PGA forecast, the official PGA forecast says, and I quote, strong winds remain forecasted for Sunday with speeds in the 20 to 30 mile an hour range, gusting over 40 miles an hour. The timing of the strongest winds will be between 7 a.m. and 4 p.m. 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., Greg. I don't know about you. That sounds like all day to me. That sounds like all day. That's <laughs> when we play golf. And by the way, they moved tee times up again. They did. So it's not like there's going to be a window. We've seen this before where the afternoon gets really windy. Like like a Snedeker. Are we going to get a Torrey Pine Snedeker finish? I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I just I think this golf course handles conditions like that a little bit better. I'm glad, Tory Pines. I'm glad you mentioned that you are absolutely right that they have not. They, okay. We've been prepared for this. We've known about this Sunday for a week. Yeah. So they did not cut the greens. They lightly rolled them. I think last night, yep. they are probably not going from what, what I said, they're not going to cut them again. They were running on the stimp like nine and a half on Saturday, which just to put that into perspective, the average on the PGA Tour in the last 10 events has been about 12 and a half. These are these are going to be very slow greens because of like they knew this was coming. You, I mean you, you can't yes. you can't have greens that run at a 12 and a half and 30 miles the ball will not the ball will not sit. No, we've seen it before. Uh, and and it becomes that's when the when you get the speeds up that high, the wind really affects the the break as well. And it becomes brutal. Um, you don't even need winds that high uh, on greens that are really fast to start affecting the break. Uh, so this shouldn't be, it, you know, it, it at 40 miles an hour, it will still have an effect, um, but it's playable. At least the ball will stay on the greens, but nine and a half. I mean, when you your local public golf course, you're probably somewhere around, you know, nine, nine, nine and a half. Yeah, that's that's like a nor a very normal public golf course green speed. So they will be slow. Um, also, Rick, I think the surrounds the edges to the golf course when you miss fairways, the what that penalty looks like. It, you can handle, you know, it's designed to be played in heavy winds. There's options to play from some of these other spots. Keep the ball down. You you know, it's built for that. I'm not sure Tory Pines is. Most American golf courses aren't. But, you know, I think you'll still be able to get around here and even par. Okay, so let's – okay, so that's that was going to be my next question because we really haven't seen 
assuming this forecast is right, we haven't seen a day like this in that I can remember um, in the last year or so. So what is expectation, right? I mean, is the lowest round of the day going to be even par? Is it go like, what would, what do you think is a really good round? And what do you think is, uh, could the scoring average be two or three shots over par? Um, yes. Okay. It, it can. I think, I, I think this is one of those situations where pars become good for everybody. And it's easy, it, it like you're not going to have these crazy situations where it just it gets what like people can't finish a hole because of the wind. You know, it's not like you're going to get stuck out there. So I don't think there's going to be a ton of really big numbers. I think there'll be a lot of bogeys, and I think you could still make some birdies. It, a lot will depend on how gusty it gets. Yeah. But if they're playing in a 25 mile an hour wind, they'll shoot under par. I mean, good, good rounds will be on. You could see a 65 in 20 mile an hour winds. If they're really gusty, it gets a lot more challenging. So I I think tomorrow a really good round is 67. Uh, I think anything at level par or better is great. I think the scoring average is probably a shot and a half over par. Be my guess. Which would be a pretty big difference considering there was a shot and a half under. But that would be a three shot yeah. in one day. I mean, that would be a big difference for a yeah. average. Okay. That feels fair. I I, I agree, right? You know, these guys, it, the gusts is what screws, screws these guys up. They'll know the direction. If it's sustained, they'll make the adjustments. It'll be annoying, et cetera, et cetera. But, it'll they, be but they can handle it. Yeah, they can handle it. Let's see the odds, uh, Josh, and see what Vegas thinks of all this. Roy McIlroy nearly even money. To win the Scottish Open, one shot lead heading into the final round, plus one thirty. Tom Kim, five to one. Tommy Fleetwood at seven, along with Scotty Scheffler. Uh, those are the only four golfers in single digits. Then you can kind of get to Harmon at fourteen, Lowry at sixteen, everybody else uh, thirty or longer. Is this an opportunity then, Greg? So after what we've just talked about, like how comfortable could you be betting anybody who's nearly even money? I know it's Rory and I know he's been phenomenal this week, but I'm, I'm kind of expecting a little bit of chaos. I kind of am too. You know, it can go a lot of different directions just because we, you know, we say it's manageable. It doesn't mean it's going to be manageable for everybody, right? If you're playing well, you can score. If you're not, you will see punishment, (laughs) right? You'll, I mean, that little, uh, who knows where that ball on 14 goes if the wind's blowing 30 miles an hour? Yeah. You know, so I, I worry about what happened with Rory's golf swing on the on the back nine today. I, that doesn't make me feel good heading into a really challenging day in the wind where you have to be in control of your start line. So, I mean, who is the guy on this board that stands out the most? I, there's two to me. One is Scotty Scheffler and one is Shane Lowry. Yep. Those Lowry, are the those Lowry's, are the two guys to me. Lowry's the one that I kind of had circled. 16 to 1, three shots off the lead. And obviously can play. I mean, I mean, he's been the last two rounds, he's been great. 64 65. Shot a 71 in the opening round. So he's outside of that, he's been pretty darn yeah. flawless this week. And then, you know, I mean, we could we might as well make a new drop for like, well, Scotty Scheffler, seven and a half to one to win. And he's only three shots. You know what I mean? Like, yes. 
yeah, if Scotty Scotty makes like two putts tomorrow, he wins. And I, I could I could see that happening because he will give himself the looks. And he's shown that in any conditions, he continues to give himself the looks. It's almost like when he it doesn't matter how easy or difficult the golf course is for Scotty. It's just a matter of how many putts go in. If any. If if any. <laughs> All right. I hope we get a little carnage. I'm ex- I'm excited. I, I think you're gonna have a big spread in uh, scores. I don't think I think they should move tee times back. They should like if you're at the Scottish Open, you should be forced to play in the worst wind. It it is fitting. Don't move. But I think you're going to, right? I mean, between yeah. seven and four, you eliminate by moving up, you eliminate that like post, you know, the the twilight where yeah. it calms down and they played the back nine in great conditions. Yeah, no, it's going to be, if that forecast holds, it's going to be bad for everybody, which will be, which will be really, really right. Cool. They're going off early again on Sunday. So the first cup pod will be early. I have no idea what the broadcast thing is. I watched it on CBS sports app today, Greg live doc, sports.com for me. Yeah. So that was live. Uh, I, I know there's like, I'm sure it'll probably be a similar thing tomorrow, similar time. Hopefully people can find it. Yeah, uh, that would be the, that's the easiest place to go. And it'll tell you right on there. There were some updates and some changing things. I was just checking the uh, cbssports.com broadcast schedule. It's, it was great. Real quick. Uh, Do you see Sam Burns on the like, guys yes. all like lodge? Okay. That was on 10, right? So I think so. So that was a, uh, I think he got a DP world tour official and like, he did not get the ruling he wanted. And I was like, Whoa, this is weird because normally they, like they, he would have gotten relief for whatever he wanted over there. And they, they were like, sorry, Sam, like have at it, have at it young man. <laughs> it was, uh, that was, first of all, that situation took forever. It took like literally I think it took 16 minutes. Second of all, I have no clue what they were talking about. I don't know what the rule they brought on the rules official. And they were like, oh, there's a seam. Is that part of the construction? If you give him relief there, you have to give him relief in the whole bunker. I'm like, I don't know what he's asking for relief for. They're, look, Josh has the picture up. If you're watching on yeah. YouTube right now, his ball. So he was in that pot bunker. He blasted it into the face and it just barely came out and it hung right there. What is he asking? What is he trying to get relief from? The seam? The seam? The seam, I suppose. I mean, everybody seemed to think it was a very fair ask from Sam Burns. Um, I don't know what. I I don't understand it. I I'm not not a rules expert. I know I know many of the rules, but at a very basic level, and I have no clue what this was about. And as they're talking about it, describing the situation of what are we looking at here? Like, right. what is the difference? If his ball was up closer to the seam, he would have gotten relief. If it was far, I, I, it was just it was so puzzling to me. I'm still confused. He did not get relief. He hit that shot from there, went back into the bunker, and he ended up making a triple. Yeah, eight on number ten, the par five. So, sorry, Sam. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, that was disappointing. We'll be back bright and early on Sunday when that final putt drops to discuss who has won the Genesis Scottish Open. Is it Rory? 
did Fleetwood get it done? Was Lowry able to come from behind? Or maybe Eric Cole. I don't know. I have no idea what's going to happen. That is the beauty of sport. Big thanks to producer Josh. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. Greg Ducharme available on Twitter at The Real GFD. You can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.